Peter Michaels is already humming Christmas songs. All the something. What does that mean? I have no idea. That means you're already listening to them. Influenced by it somewhere. Where? Because I'm not. You did. Are you? I I found that this year, I had a vision of the start of Christmas music, and that vision is that people were waiting to press play, while the last dying sound of the Remembrance Day trumpet faded. They're ready to go. Yeah, oh, 100%. Ready to go. Some people don't even wait for that last note to finish <laughs> that trumpet, and they're ready to... So what do you think? Not do me. you think November 11th is a little early for Christmas music? Well, you're asking the wrong guy, because I think December 11th is a little early okay. for Christmas music. What, so what is your Christmas music philosophy, then? Like, personally? Yeah, yeah. Never. Never. You Never. don't enjoy any Christmas songs. There's got to be at least one that you like. Uh, you know, I can stomach, like, Tom Petty. Christmas. What does he do? Uh, what is it? Christmas all over the world. Yeah. Okay. I think it's Christmas all over the world. So there's a petty one that's okay. Uh, the Pogues. I mean, that's a fairy the, tale. The fairy and tale Christmas and the, time or yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah which yeah. isn't. It's kind of a different side of Christmas. The White Buffalo has a Christmas song actually. Okay. Probably. <laughs> so there. Okay. Just so just one. Just well, yeah, just one. What about Paul McCartney's? Uh, yeah. Ding dong ding. Okay. All right. <laughs> um. Uh. You? Is there anything? No, there's definitely some that I like, but I don't need to fucking hear it for three and a half weeks. Yeah. There's no way. I don't get it. I, just, I, I, I did, like, I used to love, um, growing up outside of Toronto, Q107 was the classic rock station. I did used to love having that on in the background because, at least in that genre, as a kid, I thought that the music was kind of So you would have heard that Tom Petty one would have been on there for Probably, sure. Probably, yeah. And they're, I don't know, like, what, 16 Springsteen songs that all <laughs> sound like the same Christmas song, right? Um yeah, there's a couple. That Macca song was on air a lot. But yeah, no, it's too early. Yeah, too and early I, like, I'm like i not a total Grinch. You're right. Christmas Eve, throw Christmas tunes on or whatever. But Some people consider that very late, though. Oh, for sure they will. The... But here's the... It's completely divulging off a topic, but why do we need to hype up a holiday one day for a month and a half? Yeah. Like, it's just... It puts unrealistic expectations on everything. It's just, I don't know. I get it. Some people love being in the season for as long as they can. Yeah. It almost it's, makes it's, you feel like everyone on Earth celebrates the same holiday, too. Yeah. Which is a really strange... And why uh, don't that's we do it struggle with. for any other holiday? I don't, I don't like, know. Maybe one day. Maybe one day we'll get there. One day. Um, I, I did see... What is... What is uh, Dave Grohl doing with Christmas? He's doing Hanukkah songs? They, I think this is like the second, maybe third year... In a row, that so for they've the done it with his um, producer, which why can't I think of his Greg name? Right Greg Kirsten. So right. for the entirety of Hanukkah, which I think is twelve days, or is it fourteen days, or something? Isn't it eight crazy nights? Uh, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure. I don't base my uh, my holiday knowledge on an Adam Sandler cartoon. Um, I actually haven't seen that movie, but he does a song, a cover by a prominent Jewish musician. Yes, that's right. Yep. Is it always related to Christmas though? No. Okay. It's just celebrating. It's just yeah, yeah. Because didn't have you seen creators. any of the ones that he did? Like I think they did Train in Vain this year. I had a buddy that sent me the. They did Lisa Loeb's uh, Stay. Okay. I don't uh, even know what I that song is. One of the, it's like a like 80s. a Lilith Fair nineties oh, okay, late nineties okay, okay. kind of. Oh, okay. Okay. But they death metal the hell out of it. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um. So yeah, I think this is the second or third year in a row they've done that. And you don't have those aren't going straight on <laughs> your playlist. <laughs> no. Even then, eh. <laughs> I think I've read about it, but I did listen to the Lisa Loeb one. Have you always been like that with Christmas yes. songs, or is it just since you worked in radio? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm an idiot. Like, I, I mean, obviously, John Lennon's Happy Christmas mm -hmm. gets a fair amount of mm -hmm. play. But yeah, no, I've never been a big Christmas guy. Do you consider Imagine a Christmas song? No. 
No? I feel like some people might. Some people definitely do. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just the sound of it. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. Well, yeah, I I think that I I don't hate Christmas music. I I would, based on this conversation, I'm willing to bet I may appreciate Christmas music a bit more than you do. Mm -hmm. But I also spent a long time playing it in, like, elementary and high school bands. Uh, You would always do a Christmas concert. Yeah, yeah. Right? Whether you're in choir or in the band or whatever. I did play Christmas shows with friends, like actual... You know, not just la 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 stuff. Um, we used to do a lot of covers of this band called Los Straight Jackets. Los Straight Jackets, who have a wicked Christmas album, instrumental, but just like sweet, like uh, and originals at all, or they might they have one on it... there, but they're mostly doing like uh, almost mariachi, uh, mariachi spin on Christmas music. I can get behind that. It's maybe. fast. It's yeah. upbeat. So I, I do quite enjoy that quite a bit, but. Uh, yeah, beyond that, it's uh, slim pickings. Which is really difficult in my house because my wife throws up Christmas everywhere. Yeah, you you guys go hard on decorations. Oh, yeah. For Halloween, Christmas, anything else? You guys do major Easter decorations? Mm, a little bit. Nothing super crazy. Valentine's Day, she usually puts up some, okay, okay. a couple little things. Yeah. Least minor, but Christmas, Christmas and Halloween. And Halloween are the big ones. Halloween's more my right, right, influence right, right. and Christmas. So you have a tree does. up already? Oh God, the tree's been up since. And it's a it's a plastic tree. Yeah, always. You have you always uh, or ever done a real tree? Uh, we once you start having kids, right? And pets, you, real trees are gone. Just too busy or too way dangerous? too busy, dangerous, all the above. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so we've done. I'm a purist when it comes to trees, and I prefer it that way. And we used to do the old. I mean, out here we'd go out west. Yeah, you'd find your tree, drop it down. We used to do that all the time, and I have not missed it that much. Interesting. It's just way easier. Well, it's such a weird thing where I remember sometimes we would go a little late in the season, and then the the tree picking, the tree farm is like real. But I was just yeah. So you would have to go to an actual. Yeah, we go to a tree farm and then chop it down and. Yeah. Okay, so they do have, like, they, they'll grow trees mm-hmm, specifically mm-hmm. for that. Okay. Yeah, you go through, I don't know, usually there's lots so of So it's snow. not a lot. You're not going to a tree lot. It's an actual well, that outside changed. the city. We used to go <laughs> outside of the city, grab a tree, chop it down, find a good tree, chop it down, blah, blah, blah. Then they'd tie it up. they put it through that machine and tie it up with the string. Have right. you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it was like, oh, damn, Ikea's got a great <laughs> selection of real trees in their parking lot. Did you know that? No. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not out here, but yeah. For they you. come with instructions? No instructions. No instructions. Just, just, just really nice trees. Put the tree trees. in the planter. And... Yeah, yeah. You huh. didn't have to build it. You just drove up to the Ikea parking lot. Was it a Swedish fir? I don't know. That's a good good question. I'm not a, <laughs> not a tree man. I don't know much. Um, do you have any ornaments that make noise? Oh, yeah. Yeah, tons. You got a Motley Crue Christmas I'd... ornament? I don't believe there's a motley. There is a. I had some very good friends of mine make me a white buffalo one last year. It doesn't make noise, uh, but we do have a uh, vacation, like the like movie vacation, not National not Lampoon. Christmas vacation. Oh, okay. But it's actually the original National Lampoon's vacation. Oh. John Candy and Chevy Chase sitting in a roller coaster. Oh, and then it plays the audio. Okay. Of them doing the roller coaster okay. that, and then I've got a ton of Beatles ones that play music. Right. Or uh, or do some different things. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And they're always making noise, or you gotta you gotta engage I'm, it. They're turned off. To, yeah. Okay, protect. Some of them are, are are censored, but yeah, the dogs going by it every two minutes. The cats. Oh, the right. cat basically lives in the tree. Oh, okay. Well, that's up. That's kind of fun. Meh. Um. Now, what about Christmas movies or specials? Uh, is this where I say Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie? Oh, interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah. Uh, Just one of them. Just the first one. I can't remember if it starts around Christmas. Or 
it's centered around Christmas time, but there is a big shooting in a Christmas tree lot. Oh, I can't remember if that's great. the opening scene in Lethal Weapon or times haven't changed all that much. <laughs> um, crazy. So okay, but now yeah. Lethal Weapon. That's that's kind of a, not a serious Christmas, but like, is there Christmas programming happening on a screen in your house right now? Uh, the like the classic cartoons my yeah. wife will put on they're for just, sure. They're just going. They, they just go in a little bit of a loop. The Burl Ives specials. Yeah, the the old uh, Rudolph. Um. Uh, what's the the Grinch that stole Christmas? That movie gets oh, okay. shown quite a bit. Actually, the, remember last wait la- the movie the movie like yeah, the, yeah, Jim, the Jim Carrey, Carrey one. Okay, yeah. 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 Um, but what was the uh, I loved it. The flick that came out last year was uh, Mel Gibson, where Mel Gibson played Santa. Oh, the bad Santa movie. Um, but it's not called not bad Santa. Santa fuck shit up, something like Santa that. Santa fuck shit up. <laughs> he did. Walton Goggins is right. Plays a hitman who's hired to kill Santa, who's Mel Gibson, who fights. What the hell is it called? That's two. That's two. Um, fat Santa. Fat Fat Man. Fat, fat man. man. Yeah, that's two Mel Gibson Christmas movies we've mentioned. <laughs> For a man who probably doesn't love Christmas all that much. <laughs> um, you, have you got anything that you throw in? Any traditions? Anything that? I mean. Movie-wise, no. I do love Die Hard, but I don't care if it's a Christmas movie or not. Um, I don't know. I mean, I used to love the Santa Claus growing up. It's funny. Oh, yeah. but that's that's Tim Allen and Mel Gibson that have been mentioned. Is this just douchebags <laughs> go to, <laughs> yeah, that's, to right. make, that's where they have to go in the end is to make Christmas movies? <laughs> do not judge us based on our... <laughs> our transgressions, our opinions. We're, we're going to play Santa and everything's going to be all right. No Home Alone for you? Never, never Home... Oh, no, uh... Yeah, I'm a Home Alone that's free your, fan. Oh, home, it was Macaulay Culkin in that one? No, nope. that's the one with That's why it's so good. Okay. Uh, it's funny because I, I often troll people by saying that Home Alone 3 is the best Home Alone, and people get very upset. You know who Roger Ebert was, right? Yep. You know who else agrees with me? Roger Ebert. Robert, Roger Ebert, <laughs> like, well, because he's dead now, right? What was the other guy's name? Uh, Ebert and I don't know. Other guy. Um. Yeah, if you look at his Home Alone 3 review, it is miles above the reviews he gave to Home Alone 1 and 2. Huh. So. I've seen none of them. Anyways, Scarlett Johansson's in Home Alone 3. No oh, big deal. okay. Yeah. Well, now I'm all of a sudden early interested. Role, early role huh. for Scarlett Johansson. Anyways. And um, would, you, would you watch the remake? There's Because there's just a reboot of no, it, right? I don't, yeah. I don't I, like, what's the point? I don't care. Why? Who's asking for that? You know what? I, it's funny because I'm not watching Christmas movies, but this time of year is kind of the year when a lot of movies start coming out when they're making their push for award season. Yeah. So I did, like, yesterday I watched uh, The Power of the Dog, which is kind of a movie that's gotten some buzz. I don't know if it'll do anything, but it's pretty cool, like, 1925 Montana, hmm. cattle rancher type story. Very What's it called again? The, the Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog. All Benedict right. Cumberbatch and Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst. Very good. Hmm. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, a little strange, a little slow and moody, so not for everyone. Sounds like you. But uh, yeah, exactly. No, so that's that's <laughs> what I'm thinking about is all the movies that I get to watch in the next few weeks because the streaming services are starting to put them out for preparations. That was I had an aunt, and that was their family tradition. They went to a movie every Christmas day. That was their thing. I remember a buddy telling me that that uh, he was probably at the height of his anti-religious leaning. Yeah, and I don't think he remembers it this way, but how I remember it is that. He made a deal with his parents that, hey, if you're going to drag me to this this house of God on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve or whenever, I'm going to drag you to my my fantasy, which is they went and saw a movie. And I think it was True Grit. 
I was the. I think the one time I've gone to a movie on Christmas really was the remake of True with Grit. Jeff Bridges and. Yep. Oh wow, that's yep. pretty. cool. Which was a Christmas Day release. So maybe that's a good Christmas movie then. <laughs> Why did you do that then? You would have had kids at the time. Uh, I really wanted to see it. Rooster Co. Rooster Coburn. Cockburn. Cogburn. Cogburn. Sorry. Um. Why the hell would I? Because that's probably is that ten years ago? At least, yeah, maybe twelve. Yeah, because my kids would have just Colin been like Brothers. little tornadoes at that point. So I probably just wanted to <laughs> go by yourself for a couple hours. Uh, I went with our mutual friend uh, Jamie Rankin. Really? Yeah. Crazy. And I think his son Connor would have came along to that as well. Wow! And you did it on Christmas oh, Day. One hundred percent on Damn, Christmas that's Day. Pretty, I, that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I I, I want to do that someday. Why not? Uh, all right, so we're this is kind of our meandering way into episode 35. Yes. Of the road the stage. You yes. can like, follow, share, subscribe. Please. We're Do, here in the communal like, creative studios. It is the giving season. It is the That's giving the season. That's the least you could give we're us. We're not asking for money. Nope. We're not asking for presents. It's just a click. Yeah, click. Like, subscribe. Like and subscribe the Communal Creative Studios YouTube channel. Um it's been an interesting week seeing the Spotify wrapped. Um because it is the first week of December, people like to look back on the year, uh, and everyone and their mother have been sharing their their top played songs of the year, which I don't remember it being this case in the past, and I, I don't use Spotify, but um, it shows you what percentile you are you're in for for your being a top fan, right? Yeah, yeah. So people are like, oh my god, I'm the top in the top point one percent. Which is that seems like a huge number. That's right? stalker. That's restraining order territory. And then I saw someone post one where it was point zero one. Oh, I think it was point zero zero. Yeah, that's point zero one. That's, that's a, a lot that's more, a, right? That's embarrassing. What was yours? Where, where are you at? <laughs> Not there. You weren't point uh, one. No, I was. I honestly, I was point five. So I'm good. Wow. I think I'm. Yeah, I'm good. Damn. I'm good. You've I'm still at a nice a little. little I'm at a nice little distance. Okay, interesting. Because yeah, I gotta. <laughs> I gotta wonder. You know, I, it's not actually happening because Spotify would probably never do this to their their content providers, but uh, it would be funny if they use this as a way to provide bands with a list of potential warnings. <laughs> Warning fans. Like, hey, in this market, you might want to keep an eye Watch on this. Watch out for that one. This stalker fan waiting at the merch table for six hours. So I'm not on that list. The point five is where, no, where's, I think where's the cutoff? Point zero one is... You've escaped it. That's a little... But you knew you had to. Yeah. You knew you had to make a change. Um, is that okay? So, well, let's talk about it. Your Spotify, your number one was again the White Buffalo. Well, the White Buffalo. So yeah. you're in the top 0.5 percent of White Buffalo listeners. In the past, last year it was White Buffalo as well. Probably the last four years. Oh at wow! Least. It's, okay. Yeah, that's dedicated. I'm can, if I'm nothing else, I'm consistent. Yeah, of course. Dedicated, consistent, and uh, I like what I like. Well, and then did you see any similarities between your list and others that you follow on on social media that posted? Uh, no. Really? No, not even close. Even yeah. like really good friends. Well, I shouldn't say that. I've got a couple of friends that are also pretty high on the White Buffalo, but mm-hmm. not quite at the mm-hmm. same level. Um, but it's crazy. to Like, it's so interesting to see the disparity between, you know, people that have their lists all filled with new stuff, with just classic stuff. Yeah. With It's, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I kind of, I know everybody kind of bitches and grumbles about them being there, but I kind of have fun looking through everybody else's. I mean, it's a, it's, it's an interesting, I think it's an interesting way to read data for sure. Yeah. Um. I would love to see mine, but YouTube has not released their version of it, which is not as. But extensive. they do. Okay, they do a playlist. Okay, they give you. A, so last year was my 2020 year in review. Yeah, and I think it's a playlist of 100 songs okay. that you listen and that's to the, the same. Most. You get 100. Right, but you yeah. actually get like detailed stats on your top five 
and minutes listened, right? Number of spins, like whatever right. song it was that you listened to the most, yeah, you yeah. get that number. I and... don't expect that information for me. Yeah. Which is kind of fun to look and see. I'm curious. I'm curious because it has been a, an insane year for will, music exploration. For will me. it give you your total hours streamed? I don't know about that. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I will let you know. That's an interesting number. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see that because I, I do know that I've definitely streamed more podcast hours than... And do music. you uh, do you sleep with noise or music? Not going? music, podcasts. Podcasts. Yeah, always, always since I've huh. been listening to podcasts to go to sleep since. Oof, I want to say two thousand five. Does that speak well for the podcast? For ours? <laughs> for any? Well, it's Patrick's it's, using this to go to sleep right now. It's so funny. I used to listen to because I always grew up with the sleep button on my radio. I had a radio on my bedside table. Um, I remember going to sleep to like Leafs games. Yeah. So like yeah. I was really young. That's why I was going to bed super early. But uh, and then it morphed into actually having uh, an Apple earbud in my ear, going to sleep listening to the early version of the Ricky Gervais show, which some will argue was the first one of the first podcasts. Um, and then yeah, ever since then it's just been. It's been podcasts. And then what do you do in the morning? Like, Because obviously it's something you're not just going to fall asleep right at the end of it. You're 30-minute sleep timer. Hmm. So you, your podcast shuts off at 30 minutes, and you know that you've at least missed, at least you've missed, I don't know, 20 minutes? Yeah. Cause and then you'll go back and listen the following yeah, morning. or Just go back. Bigger, yeah. Go back, yeah. Like Lately, it's funny, lately I've been listening to uh, Talking Sopranos, which is Michael Imperioli and Steve Shrippa, who played two pretty major characters on The Sopranos, um, uh, spent the last, I'd say, year and a half, maybe close to two years, going through every single episode of The Sopranos. Like, And not like, let's talk about the episode, like every scene. Like they have the scripts. They go through every single scene and talk about the show from that perspective, which has been very cool. So yeah, that's unfortunately, little... that's coming to an end. So they've gone through. They've, they're, they're, I think they've they have the end. three episodes left. Okay. But that's pretty much every show is doing that now, right? There's a podcast. Like I think, like The yeah. Office has a, a recap show. You and I both uh, listen to The Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, but The Sunny uh, one is weird because it's not. They're not actually really spending too much. They time bring talking up the episode that they yeah. watched, and yeah, then yeah. they get off I think on something else completely. It's tough though. They've it's only been three weeks. Yeah. I think they're only on episode five which I watched the first three last night, but I, I kind of wonder if they're just embarrassed about the first season. <laughs> and that's why they're not talking Could about be. it too much. You know what I mean? It was pretty slapped together. It yeah, was I was a, watching, uh, watching it last night, watching those first three episodes, and it's so old. Yeah. And, like, the budget yeah. was just nothing. And I think you'll hear a lot of people on that show specifically say, you know, once Danny DeVito comes in, yeah. it kind of, and it does. It, like, yeah, I, it, it goes to another level once DeVito gets involved. I did feel watching those first three that, some of them just weren't sure exactly what their roles were. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting. Still funny. Funny as hell. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, that's interesting The because uh, both my kids, like, when I, you know, I get my uh, wrapped and I'm, you know, I'm around the 30,000 hours mark for music, which I think is in the top 75%. 30,000 30, hours. A year. Yeah. Wow. Which to me, I th I'm like, that's Do you a, sleep? A Do you go amount. to sleep listening but to music? But I don't. So my both uh, my boys... Uh, I haven't seen where my daughter's is at this year, but both my boys are well over a hundred thousand. Holy shit! So you're but rookie they, numbers. I'm rookie numbers, but they, yeah, they have it on when they sleep. Oh, okay. And I used to when I was a kid. I always had music to yeah. fall asleep, and then yeah, my uh, once I got married, my wife didn't really appreciate that very much. Man, I'm uh, telling you, like it's yeah, you got to figure out. I had to buy um, wireless earbuds. Yeah, 
so I could solve that issue. My dad always had a pillow speaker. You ever have one of those? Know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, though? Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. little like disc speaker that you put under your pillow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love it. You don't want to fall asleep to your own thoughts. Who wants to <laughs> no, do that? No, you definitely don't want to do that. <laughs> and never go to sleep. You got to find a way around <laughs> that shit. Uh, so yeah, you compared your your Spotify Wrapped with two of your kids. Yeah. And any any similarities? Uh, no. Um, I'm just trying to think of what uh, Zach had. Somebody named Young Gravy. Yeah, I've heard you, that name. You know Young mm-hmm, Gravy? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Post Malone, I think, was his number one. Which I don't think Post Malone really put anything out this year. I don't, year, no, so I don't think so. That's cool. Uh, and then Ethan, my oldest, I can't remember what his was this year, but I think last year it was Frank Sinatra. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Which it wasn't quite what you would expect. Did you ever go through a Sinatra phase? I never did go through a Sinatra no. phase, no. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's some really good stuff there, and then I think there's a whole lot of just whatever. Yeah. I think I the known stuff though. I could probably go through, but yeah, I don't know. Um, and I've, yeah, Young Gravy was a weird one. Uh, my youngest is a big fan of, uh, fan of Grandson. Right. So while Grandson didn't make my top five list, uh, he'd be up there as well. And he didn't put that. a full record and out he didn't this have year. A full... It's been a year, I think, yeah. like the other day. Um, now, I I like going through year-end lists. I do like seeing uh, Pitchfork, Exclaim, Consequence, uh, Fuck. There's a bunch of them. I'll definitely pay attention to their lists. And for the most part, usually they're around the same. But I just, I don't like the concept of like a, hey, one, two, three, four, five. Um, have you ever been asked by someone, like people ask me all the time, what's your favorite band or what's your favorite album? I think that's an impossible answer. Yeah. I mean, if we look at the last few years of your Spotify wrapped, I think we might know the current answer for you. But is that something you've ever felt compelled to answer like well hey what pete what was your favorite album of 2021 no because it i mean it changes every day yeah right yeah yeah at least every couple of weeks i feel 100 percent. yeah and something that i you know honestly like one of my top fives was the new 21 pilots album right which we'll get into um, there'll be a lot of eye rolls i'm sure once we okay, go, okay. go through a few but i love that I, and i listened to the shit out of that until july yeah and i probably haven't listened to it a bunch since then but it still shows up on the list because i yeah you put so much into it I, I, to I put, begin with. It, yeah um okay so like you got white buffalo you got uh you said grandson should have made it on there we're gonna get into this are we well we don't have to you can be a little vague <laughs> I don't, if you honestly want i don't care it's uh, you know honestly it's one of the things that um you know i love the most about our dynamic i'm a very mainstream guy Right, so a lot of my stuff is going to be mainstream. Yours is going to be a lot more yep. on the other side. So yes, some may want to make fun of, of this a little bit here and there. White Buffalo is number one. Um, number two was you said the Beatles. The Beatles, no? right? Now why is that? and the Beatles is always consistently up there as well. And that was definitely obviously well before they get back. So always phenomenal. every year you say every, they're at the, least in that top five ten. The, the the Beatles are, have been in my top five. White Buffalo has been number one consistently for the, at least the last four years. The Beatles are always somewhere in that top five. The Tragically Hip is usually somewhere right in yeah, that yeah. top. Were five. they this year? They were number three this year. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah, White Buffalo, Beatles, Tragically Hip, and then this one's a really interesting one I found is Sky Wallace. Right. Yes. Which I and I do know there's you know a lot of the artists that we've had on are definitely higher up on my list mm-hmm. because I will, you know, stream them quite a bit as we're leading up to and getting ready for an interview. But with that Sky Wallace album in particular, it came out in 2019, Yeah, which I listened to then. But again, same thing. Listened to it, loved it, and then it just kind of mm-hmm. didn't come back into rotation. So I was really glad that we had her on the podcast and I got back into that album again and uh, I guess went pretty hard. Yeah, um, it uh, makes me sad that we never actually got to see that show. Yeah, very with sad. With her in Crownlands. Because... And there was also talk of new music. That hasn't right, yes. every, pretty much every Thursday. 
yeah, <laughs> when the new yeah, yeah, release yeah. radar comes out. I'm like, Sky Wallace? Well, they are no, doing tour. They're doing shows right now. They're so. playing shows, yeah. Um, okay, interesting. Sky Wallace, which is pretty cool. I don't remember seeing her post about the Spotify rap the other day. No, I don't think I've seen her do anything. Um, but, like, I don't know. There's nothing to be embarrassed about because at the end of the day, you are uh, supporting these musicians. Uh, as much as well, as much as you can, it doesn't mean Spotify is supporting them at all. <laughs> yeah. Like fuck all, very it, little. Which I feel bad for those artists too, because we all know the the position that they're in mm-hmm. and how little it does for them financially. Yeah, I mean, I guess the flip side is, is hopefully it's going to have a bigger build, help big build the fan base. Yeah, so that when touring does return, that you know they will eventually and people buy merch and, and buy the merch and all that yep. kind of stuff. But uh, you do see so many bands that do share their stats yes. at the end of the year yeah. which is both good you look at it and go holy shit that's yeah awesome they got 22.1 million whatever and then you think they made a dollar 25 off of that yeah which is sad it's crazy i mean i wish we had an actual it would be sweet if all the bands were were just being transparent like that and hey this was our 2021 we appreciate you listening but just so you know 32.5 million streams and then like i'd like i'd love to see an actual invoice right it'd be sick they got to go on strike, I'm telling you. Just don't put out music for a whole year. <laughs> That's it, just shut her down. Just don't put out music for a whole year. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, it did, like, I did, Dan Mangan had um, made a point about it on Instagram because there was definitely a lot of negative feedback to Spotify this week, which I love. I'm in full support of that. But he did make a good point in that as much as we want to basically, you know, discredit the work that Spotify does... And he referred to it as stats porn. I just have the, the post here, which, you know, that's a very good point. It is stats porn. Um, but uh, the fact that you can, and Dan had 6.7 million streams, over 1.3 million listeners, uh, regardless of his paycheck or not, that's amazing. Yep. That's an incredible yep. stat or chunk of data to have as an artist. And you can't not be thankful for that, right? You have to be. So it's a tough, tough spot. Yeah, I get it. I, and I don't know what I don't know what the response is, what the answer is. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. It's because, all... I, I, again, let's say whatever happens and the, the Spotify's and the Apple Music's of the world do get shut down. Well, yeah. what's, what's, what's going to happen? When you, we see already how people don't want to pay mm-hmm. for music, it's, you know, something else like an Napster or whatever is yeah. going to fire back up again. It'd be sweet if there's a way for you to take your whatever Spotify is like what fourteen ninety nine a month or whatever for a family plan yeah. or some shit like yeah. that. It'd be sweet if if they made it possible for like you're already paying for the service. Take that money and be able to actually decide where it goes to, who it goes to, every month. Like a Twitch subscription, if you have uh, an Amazon Prime account, you have one free subscription a month, right? That's a five dollar sub. Uh, you can decide who that goes to. It can go to right. as many different right. people as for as many months there are in a year. Uh, it would be sweet if you could take, I don't know, 75% of that money and just decide where, where it goes to. Might be an idea. That is an idea. Yeah, it would be the same as, so you're paying your 15 bucks a month, mm-hmm. and you can decide of that 15, whatever... Spotify gets its percentage, yeah. but then you pick which artists get. Yeah, or Spotify doesn't get its percentage because your fifteen dollars a month is not like that's not their fucking bread and butter, <laughs> right? Is, is it not the advertising? Uh, well, that's yeah, that would definitely be a big part of it as well. I don't know. I don't know what the stats are between um, 
like the paid subscribers, yeah, as opposed to the free that get the ads. Yeah, I, so and, I don't know, you know where the bigger at the end of where's, the day, where's the bigger slice of the pie coming from? Is it coming it from subscribers, subscribers or is it coming from the advertisers? It must be. I mean, at, yeah, you're right. Like your but uh, your fifteen dollars is not going to break Spotify at the end of the month if it's actually only five dollars. Oh, 100 percent. So, anyways, it's yeah. Maybe we should start our own streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> just ensure that no one, no one dares put their monthly sub money to uh, the podcast because we already started this show saying we don't, we don't, we don't need want it. money, right? We just want the We're likes and the subscribes. Yeah, 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 sure, exactly. Uh, okay, well, what's so you don't have a list quite like the Spotify I don't. list. The one, the one thing I think that we probably have in common, uh, and we talked a little bit about, is the the new Jack White, which yes. you said you haven't listened to a no, bunch man, since it I, came out. I haven't. It's funny. Every week I'll listen to the new music and I'll throw some likes on. The songs that I want to re-listen to, because then it just throws it on a playlist automatically. And the thing that I've experienced lately is that those that playlist is growing and growing more every week. And how far back into that playlist am I going? Right. So Jack White's song would have been liked what two months ago now. Yeah. I'm not. I, there's like now like there's 25 songs between today yeah. and that hmm. song. So no, I haven't been obsessing over it as much as I thought I would. But I did go through. Uh, a lot of my albums that I listen to a lot this year, and it's pretty varied. I, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, were there any albums that you wanted to mention specifically? I got movie soundtracks. I got rap. Uh, yeah, it's all over the board. Yeah, uh, I don't know. For me, album wise, and I am like as I look at my most spun tunes, I, it is mostly it is all mostly new music that came out this year. Like, yeah, I do have like Let It Be is in my top ten. Most stream tunes, which is really weird because that's well before the documentary came out and not my favorite Beatles tune. Interesting. Which was very strange. But uh, uh, I think as far as album goes, like I mentioned, that 21 Pilots album came out in, I think, May. What's it called? Fire and Ice uh, or something? Scale, scaled oh, and Icy. Okay, okay, scaled okay. and Icy. Uh, and it's it, it, like it's it's pretty dancey, it's pretty poppy, but for whatever reason, those I just I you've seen them a couple and times. I've seen too, them right? a couple of times, so I love the show and I love what they do. Black Pistol Fire, I think that album came out in February. Right. Um, yes. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Which yeah. got yeah. a lot of spins as well. Um, one of the honestly, one of the big ones that I just binged hard on was that Boy Golden. Yes. Yeah. Album. Yeah. Which came out I think in July. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a ton of Boy Golden that shows up in my top twenty spins. Um, I got a couple podcasts like the Zolas come back to life. I've listened to a lot. I would not be surprised if that shows up on my year end list because I I do go back to that album every few weeks it seems. Yeah. And then that Cadence Weapon album, which I think was also a July release I've listened to a shit ton. And then the OBGMs, who we're hoping to get on the podcast, kind of a Toronto punk band, um, they were also nominated for a Polaris Music Prize competing with Cadence Weapon. They didn't win, but their album, The Ends, came out last year. It was last October 2020, I think. It's definitely 2020. Um, I listened to that a lot lately, but that was that was pretty recently, just in the last couple, couple weeks. Yeah, it's fine. I don't know if it would be the difference in our age or what the deal is. But so you're consuming like a ton, right? Whereas I'll find, I'll gravitate, I'll find a few that I like, and then that's kind of where I live. Yeah, I mean, it, but it but depends. I, I was just thinking of one that because everybody here at the studio was talking about it forever, and then it just I kind of died off quick. Was that Turnstile mm-hmm. album was, and I still go through that pretty regularly. The full album, the full album. Yeah, yeah. so I that is on my list for sure. Um, I haven't listened to it in a few weeks. I really liked the record, but it wasn't the whole record wasn't as perfect to me as the the initial EP. Right. Yep. So the EP That's is fair. four or five tracks that are on the full length. Um, I really like the album, but that EP was just so perfect to me 
the the it was and the fact that it wasn't even in order like like the ep on the album was like i couldn't believe it but uh yeah i love the record i think it's great it's definitely on my top of the year collection which at this point is <laughs> fucking like 15 records <laughs> but um yeah no we it definitely died off the hype on that definitely died off a little bit i think idols record crawler came out a, a month ago which i've been probably spun about 20 25 times something like that so i'm pretty hooked on that but it's also a band that sometimes when they put out new music it takes me a few listens to really appreciate it and i definitely felt that way with this one um yeah turnstile every time i die radical the trouble i had with that one i think it's amazing but the first like four or five songs had been out for like a year it felt like so long so so it's funny. I had a discussion with uh, with my oldest on that this week. Actually, yeah, was that he hates when they release so many songs before the album comes out. Yeah, he'd rather just have one or two and then just. Well, yeah, because like you put on that record and you've you've already you've heard already heard already, the first four yeah. songs, however many times you've listened to them in the last three to twelve months, and what do you do? Do you sit there and listen to those songs again? Or you want to hear the new. Yeah. You want to hear what yeah, yeah. You're, you're not familiar with. So at that point, are you even listening to the full album? I don't know. Debatable. Debatable. But uh, that album. Um, and what? Every Time I Die was just in the news for something else, were they not? What? Yeah. Is that okay? Don't get into that. All right. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Some weird, weird drama. Yeah. Like, do you know what happened? No. I just, I, you know what? Again, I read through it, but I, it didn't stick. Quickly. They had three shows left on their tour. Yeah. And then they've got their big Christmas, annual Christmas show in a couple of weeks in Buffalo. They, the band announced that Keith, the singer, needed some space, some some time to recover. He's This is his first tour sober, I believe, um, without drinking. You know, he's a different guy. He's a refreshed man. He's living in an RV with a new girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. And they announced that he needed some time to, you know, recoup and get make sure his mental health is in check. And that they were going to do those last three shows without without a vocalist, without Keith, which they have done in the past. Hmm. It has happened. And then that statement resulted in him taking to Instagram and Twitter and his patron Discord to say that his brother, who's a guitarist in the band, is emotionally and physically and men mentally abusive. Oh, and no. he overheard his brother saying that they're going to replace him. A fucking mess. And now it's they've taken that statement down. They're like, "Hey, we apologize." That statement. So made, that wasn't his. Like that wasn't happening. his. That was a band statement that said he was taking the yeah, time. Yeah, it didn't come from him. But he had already said he's going. He's he needs the three days off. And I maybe he expected them to also take those three shows off, which I think is maybe kind of unreasonable. Anyways, it's a lot of speculation. We shouldn't get into it anymore. Yeah. But it's a damn shame to see that laundry aired in front of everyone. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Sucks. But yeah, anyways, I've listened to the but, shit out of that record. Um, Amel and the Sniffers, <laughs> pretty sick Australian punk band. They put their record Comfort to Me out a couple months ago, and that's like a real bash you over the head kind of record. It's a lot of fun. And uh, the Deaf Heaven record, Infinite Granite, which I've talked about on the show before. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, for rap, I was pretty obsessed with the Tyler, the Creator record, which we talked about already. And then there's this sweet... Uh, kind of R&B singer out of Toronto called Charlotte Day Wilson who put out this record called Alpha and she just released a deluxe version like last week really really cool stuff and working with some very cool musicians in Canada like Bad Bad Not Good and 
Daniel Caesar. And then movie soundtracks. Now, have we talked about your take on movie soundtracks? I don't even think I could. I don't know if it's I could not even something think you of a... you listen to, right? No, ever. Like like as in like a a score you... or like an actual. It does, I don't think it matters. Do you have any movie soundtracks at home, CD or vinyl? A hundred percent, but nothing recent. I wouldn't think. Like what are we talking? Like you, what what do you have for like? Do you have a John Williams? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, there'd be John Williams stuff in there for okay, sure. Okay. But, like, I mean, you know, it's unfortunate. The first one that pops in my head is a Forrest Gump soundtrack, just because it had so, it had Which just is had a, compil- a wide, yeah. compilation wide yeah, swath yeah. Of, mm-hmm. of tunes, but Forrest Gump for sure. That's like a greatest hits record. It's very much a greatest hits record. Um, and yeah, it would just be movies that, you know, like Dumb and Dumber is my favorite movie. So the soundtrack. What is the soundtrack for Dumb and Dumber? Is That's it got like it, like songs. All the songs that were in oh, the movie. okay. Yeah, yeah. We weren't doing like big orchestral scores. No, no. no. But it's, yeah, if we're talking scores, John Williams stuff is probably about all I would. I think I would probably have. Right, right, right. I saw Dune a couple weeks ago, and I've listened to the soundtrack to that quite a bit. That's a Hans Zimmer, which he's come right. up a lot on the podcast. Yep. Not as gripping as like his Chris Nolan movies or anything, but uh, still pretty. Pretty dy- dynamic and very cool to see. But that again, theaters. so you're talking more orchestral scores yeah. than anything, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, now that I think about it, for those albums or those movie soundtracks that aren't uh, OSTs, like original soundtracks with uh, scores and composition. Yeah. I don't think anything beats a Quentin Tarantino movie soundtrack mm, to me. No, you're probably because those are straight up just like banging fucking mixtapes. Yeah. Like. Oh my god! And then you get the imagery of what, you know, you take like Steeler's Wheel stuck in the middle. Yes, which is a great song. And he usually pipes but... in like, uh, I think it's Pulp Fiction is when, uh, fuck, who's the comedian, that really deadpan comedian? I think it's maybe it's Reservoir Dogs as he's doing radio bits in between some of the right, songs. Right, right. Uh, Steve something I think. Is it Stephen Wright? Stephen Wright. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He's doing a killer, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Deadpan yeah. radio guy. Yeah, yeah. Those Quentin Tarantino. Fuck, so good, so good. Him and Scorsese do some pretty good compilations like that. Uh, I will, as far as like, and the movie isn't out yet, but the use of Nirvana's "Something in the Way" in that Batman trailer. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that'll be. And it's funny because I don't think that song will actually be in the movie. Probably not. I doubt it. Probably not. But uh, yeah, so movie soundtracks were big for me. As uh, yeah, Hans Zimmer and uh, this One O Tricks Point Never guy I got really into this year because. Does a bunch of the he did like that. You, did you ever watch the Adam Sandler movie Uncut Gems? No, but I and I should because like, oh yeah, I, sh- I really should because for a guy a, that shits on Adam Sandler. I was just all gonna say long, if you're saying it's, I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't. I couldn't tell you the last Adam Sandler movie I watched, but I should do Uncut Gems, and I know you love the hell out of that. I mean, it's not. Uh, it's definitely not everyone's. I I I uh, when I was back home visiting my mom and my brother in Ontario in the summer, we had a little mini movie festival film festival at night we just like hunker down at 10 p.m people are going to bed and just watch a movie yeah i showed him this movie and it is like two hours of uh just anxious anxious tension it's very 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 critical that you understand that before you get into it (laughs) um and i tried to make that clear but we finished the movie and he just i remember him just standing up and being like fuck you why why'd you do that why'd you put me through that wow so Anyways, okay, that's, you've been warned. I'm going to go through that. You've been warned. Um, where So where are you finding most of this stuff? Like, is that, So you go through your YouTube recommended? Like, so Spotify has the release radar, so every week I get the update of whatever's new tailored to. Yeah, Typically I, what I listen to is YouTube got the same. Yeah, I go through that playlist every Friday. Usually okay. it sucks. 
Yeah. Like usually yeah, yeah. it's yeah, like yeah. 90% really stuff I don't care about. Do you think you would ever get to a point where you're not doing that, where you don't look forward to Friday to see what's new and see what's... It's weird because like for the last few years, what I realized, and I don't know how to properly word this, but what I realized is that my scope of new music was very refined to a certain spectrum based on charts that we have access to mm -hmm. and media services that most people don't don't have access to right like uh where you where radio stations get their music from right um so because of that i wasn't paying attention to certain labels that don't really make those pushes or those decisions or, or attempts at it um so yeah it is when when you, when i looked at it over the last year um i realized how distant those two two worlds are really it's really it's quite shocking actually and more people need their eyes open that there is that other world out there, I think. Yeah, but it's like a weird thing where I, I haven't exactly figured out whose hands are tied where. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like if if certain labels, like there's this killer record from this New York band called Gustav that I listened to a lot this year. And they're signed to Royal Mountain. We like a lot of Royal Mountain Records bands. Um, but like that band, like it's not even the question of, hey, should we maybe try to get radio stations to play the song? Like it would, I just don't think it's a conversation. I think that there, that that conversation doesn't exist in that world. I, and whose fault is that? And how do you fix it? And does it need to be fixed? Yeah. Or have they? You know, White Buffalo is a great example, man. Right. White Buffalo yeah. has had some serious commercial success Very, because yeah. of film and television. Yeah. But never we what we were the first people to play his fucking song in the, probably <laughs> yeah. the whole country, right? Yeah. In the last and he, year, a year he, ago? He jokes, uh, there's there's one song that he's got that he jokes, when he's playing in the U.S., he's like, oh, this was a top five hit in Canada, thanks to Canadian radio. And you're like, <laughs> me, me! <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, I think we were the only one. And, and the, you know but, what sucks is that we didn't play it because you are in the top point zero five percent of White <laughs> Buffalo fans. We played it because it was a good song. Right. Um, that, But no one else did. And that doesn't necessarily happen that much anymore. So I, I honestly, I wouldn't blame a lot of those record companies for not having that as the plan of the attack. Yeah. Right. Because there are so many other avenues open now and that's not to diminish what radio means. What no, radio no, of course do, not. Of course not. But there are so many different avenues to go down now. Like, um, yeah, I, it's like when we talked to, uh, mother, mother, um, God, God, what's his Ryan. name? Ryan, Ryan Goldenmont. We talked to him, and he's talking about you know they're celebrating the ten year ten year anniversary yeah. of, of well, uh, uh, Oh My Heart. Just did, yeah, yeah. And ten years later, this kind of wacky, eclectic song has popped off because people are finally hearing it. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's so many, there's so many weird roads and different highways and disconnects that I, I, I it's confusing me more than it did before. Yeah. Which is fine. It's fine. Uh, one of the other reasons I brought that up, though, too, is I was actually, I was just reading something the other day about uh, at what age people stop caring about or ser searching for new music. Yeah. And I think we're on a different very end of the spectrum, obviously, uh, as, you know, pretty passionate music fans. But do you know what the average age most people start tuning out of new music is? If I could guess. I bet you it's older than you think. Maybe. 33. Oh, so you read the same article. Is it actually? 33? <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Hell, yeah. That was fucking sick. Um, that doesn't surprise me. And it's funny because when you say that number, 33 people stop caring about new music. All right, that's fine. They've got, we'll say, 25 
max years of music discovery themselves. They were probably eight or 10 or 12 or whatever when they started making their own decisions with music. You've got a long, you've got a couple decades plus of music interests, mm-hmm. very specific to you. Mm-hmm. Kids, family, jobs, whatever, it all gets in the way. But the difference with, with I think, us is that we still appreciate going to shows. And a lot of shows are new bands. Very true. Yeah. Or bands trying to make it, right? So, yeah, I think that might be part of the reason that it separates us from that 33 gap. Um, but I, can, I can remember being that young guy in radio and having bands release songs on a certain day and being like, like we got we to gotta play this now. And I can remember the program director at the time being like, no, people just aren't as into it as you are. Yeah. And there's bills and there's kids and there's schedules and all that. And I'm like, bullshit. Like, no. Yeah. We can't wait two weeks to play that song. That's old news by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still kind of subscribe to that. But I, I've seen the other side, too. I've, I, you know, I see how busy life gets. Yeah, but we did have the opportunity to do that anyways with the drive in Red Deer, right? Yes, yeah. Which was, oh, holy shit, this song, this band is putting out a song tomorrow, and God damn it, we're going to play I'll it. go into the station at midnight and download yeah. it and put yeah, it into totally. the system, so we've got it right away. I remember. How many people actually cared? I don't know. Yeah, like, remember when that Arkell song came yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, so uh, can you play the song, and then we'll do a two-minute interview, and then play the and song play it again? again? Yeah. It's like, okay, all right, yeah, sure. Very smart way of getting some extra spins I to make guess, sure that had a, I guess so. Had a great I've never debut. heard of that before, but um, <laughs> that was an evening, yeah, it was like a like a seven or eight o'clock at night thing, yeah, I think oh, so. Yeah. Because, it, uh, or maybe it was 10 p.m., oh, I might have been, yeah, maybe it was a 10 p.m. thing because I think I remember sticking around, anyways. Yeah, it's a weird music discovery, such a weird thing that, yeah, at the end of the day, you have to realize most people aren't into it aren't as much as you are. Um, I did it, it just came up on my uh, I had a Facebook memory of it. Uh, I think today or yesterday, uh, and my dad had sent me a message on Facebook or tagged me in it five years ago. Uh, but, hey, have you heard of this band? Go check out my Twitter. I've got a link there for it. My, he would have been 64 at the and? time. Uh, I don't remember checking it out when he told me to, but I did actually yesterday or today, whatever it was. I oh, went okay. It was a band called Shovels and Rope. Mm, no, never heard of them. Never heard of it? Yeah, it's, it's a very American. My dad kind of leaned that oh, way, yeah. but we've had this talk before. Yep. My dad long stayed into the, the the cool shit uh you know well past his prime for sure listening years for sure shovels and shovels rope. and rope the song was called boxcar uh yeah very americana very roots yeah yeah which is Resorting yeah up. you need people like that uh, i mean we just had a band in here yesterday oh. that you're going to see the video of in the next few weeks but uh i mean such a weird Part of it's not going to it's not going to be a part of somebody's mainstream day to day listening, no. but it is something that you absolutely have to hear, yeah. and will catch your ear, yeah. and even if just for those moments, mm-hmm. fuck, this is cool. And your brain will like rewire itself after you've heard it and paid attention. Definitely, to it. you will you will hear things that you never thought possible. Yeah, and that is uh, one of the beautiful things of Communal Creative Studios. Not just what we're trying to do with the road, the stage, but with CCS here in Red Deer is. Uh, providing content for for bands like that who have so much fucking talent, like you can smell it in the room. Like yesterday, you and I were walking around. Uh, uh, am I in the way here? Yes. Okay. Am it I was in the way here? Like such a tornado of activity. How yeah. many How many people in the band was it? Was it one, we two, three, nine. four, five, six, seven? We had eight or nine here today. I think the band is nine, but they they didn't. They were missing more percussionists. Right. So we had eight. Mm, yeah, I guess it was eight yesterday. Plus the four of us, so 12 people in the room. And they just, they set up, and they played a couple songs, 
and then they were gone. And then gone. Like I would have thought, this is going to take six hours to set <laughs> all of this up. And and anyways, the my favorite part of the whole day, they like the band was so amazing. But my favorite part was just the reaction from the four of us who have seen some things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All pretty much jaw dropped. Yeah, seen a lot of things, seen a lot of different kind of genres and yeah. musical performances, seen things like that before. But when you're that close to it in such a weird time crunch and yeah. a schedule that you're just observing, fuck. Hot damn. How's that for a tease of a future project? Huh? Yeah, get to work, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that will come out soon, and and uh, so will a ton of extra content. And, hey, if you uh, want to share your favorite songs or albums or bands of the year, we're always looking for... Um, yeah, we're always looking for Always looking for new stuff. Recommend, yeah, we'll listen to anything. Mm-hmm. Totally. Send them our way. The Road the Stage at gmail.com. The Road the Stage across every goddamn social <laughs> media platform except for TikTok <laughs> and Vine at this point. Do we have a MySpace? Uh, we should. Yeah, we should. I think it's there. We should get a MySpace, us and Boy Golden. Uh, let's do a uh, shout out to... Some, Red- some friends of the show. Tourism Red Deer. Go Services, Inc. What's up? Sawback Brewery. Mm-hmm. And Bo's Barn Stage. Bo's Barn Stage, who, by the way, announced a show this week That's... that is uh, uh, truly unprecedented in Red Deer. Yeah. Uh, almost unprecedented in Alberta. When you go and look at the other venues that this band is playing. Yeah. Future and, Islands. And compare to size-wise. Yeah. Yeah. What capacities would be. This is pretty special. Yeah, it's. Uh, I. I mean, I. I got to assume this is a show that fans of Future Islands in Calgary and Edmonton will be seeing two shows. Hundred percent. One of those shows will be in Red Deer. Yeah. And uh, that's why that show's almost sold out. So, sucks to be you if you didn't get a ticket. And more on the way. Uh, yeah. So uh, check that out. Support. You know, music however you can, even if it means streaming from Spotify for thirty thousand hours. Pretty close. Thirty hundred hours. Thirty. 30,000? 30, 30, 30, yeah. 30,000 times. Um, yeah, anyways, uh, it's been it's been a fun year of music exploration, and that will continue on the road stage. And you and I are going to go listen to some Christmas music now, right? And when does the road the stage continue? On Wednesdays. 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 The Road the Stage is produced by Ryan Cooley and Riley Sir Yin at the Communal Creative Studios in Red Deer, Alberta. In partnership with Go Services Inc., Sawback Brewing Co., Tourism Red Deer, and Bose Bar and Stage. <laughs>